Real Life presents the Jack Hibbs Podcast with intention and boldness to proclaim truth, equip the saints, and impact our culture. If you're not a Christian, you are one heartbeat away from hell right now. I just had my heart checked. It's fine. It's strong. Don't slip on any bananas. Watch out. You know what I'm saying? You are walking on a bridge of thread over a raging fire, and you don't even know it. You can get the outlines of this podcast by going to jackhibbs.com slash podcast. Today, if this podcast lifts you up and encourages you to live a more fulfilled life in Christ, then make sure you leave us one of those five-star ratings. To us, that's like saying amen or yes. Then that rating will encourage others to listen. Now open your hearts to what God's Word has to say to you. Here is Jack Hibbs. 1 John 4.18, the Bible tells us there's no fear in love, but perfect or complete love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. Boy, does it not? But he who fears has not been made perfect or complete in love. So what does that mean? The person that fears as a believer, I'm just talking, by the way, 1 John's written to Christians only. If you're not a Christian, you should worry big time. You should be in total gut-wrenching fear right now tonight. If you're not a Christian, you are one heartbeat away from hell right now. I just had my heart checked. It's fine. It's strong. Don't slip on any bananas. Watch out. You know what I'm saying? You You are walking on a bridge of thread over a raging fire, and you don't even know it. William Booth the founder of the Salvation Army, said, if I could take all of my soldiers and show them hell, they would never backslide. Imagine. Listen. First John's written to the Christian. We are not to fear because fear always generates torment. We are to be in awe of God. You see, yeah, but the, the, the Bible say fear God? Yeah, yeah, it does say fear God in English. The word, some, maybe some translations, I haven't seen it yet, but maybe some translations would put it right. It's be in awe. It's reverential awe of God. <gasps> right? Like you go to Grand Canyon, you stand there on the edge. <sighs> it's like, what? That's how you approach God. This is amazing. This is too big. Fear. Satan loves fear. He loves to rip people off with fear. And the Bible says, why fear? You don't need to fear. Perfect love. Meaning, God's love realized for you removes fear. Paul knew this. You know this. When when they said, okay, we're going to We're going to kill you, Paul. I'm sure this is how it came about. We're going to kill you. Okay. You can kill me. That'd be good. I'll go straight to heaven. So go go for it. Oh, wait a minute. Then then we're going to let you live. Okay, that's fantastic too, because to, I'll just keep living for Jesus. So uh, wait a minute. Can you imagine these guys? They don't know if they're going to give him 20 bucks to catch a cab or an axe to cut his head off. They don't know what to do with this guy. 
Because Paul the Apostle said, to live is Christ, to die is gain. I'm sure it came out of a situation where Rome said, you know what, we're going to kill you. You taking your little mouth all around the empire talking about Jesus? We're going to take you out. And I'm certain he just said, yeah, which way? How do you want to? I'm good with it. Well, then if you're good with it, because we're trying to destroy you, if you're good with it, we're going to let you live. All right, that's good too. You can't stop someone like that. You understand that? That's the Christian life. The only reason why you and I are not like that, if we are not like that, is because of fear. That's why the Bible says, don't fear what man can do to you. Now, let's be honest. We can only die so long. So what if they're going to torture me? What if these, all these stark, stark raving crazies are going to chop our heads off? That would be pretty quick. Right? Think about it. You can only die so long, and then there's eternal life. Don't fear. Number six, why me or you? Why me is a tendency. Jeremiah 31.3 says, The Lord has appeared of old to me, saying, Yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. The love of God draws. In the midst of a world that has invented all kinds of things to rattle our minds or what many will think, comfort them, God says, above everything in this world, I love you. My love is real. My love can be experienced. Today, I don't know where you were today, but if you had a chance to be outside at all, if you were driving, maybe some of you working, I don't know, just even if you went from one office building to the other today, today was perfect. It was just perfect. What, and what did you think about that? When the breeze, breeze coming off the ocean, you're feeling on your skin. What was amazing, if you wanted to be warm, if you're in the sun, the sun was intense. If you wanted to cool off in an instant, you just step one foot over into the shade. It seemed like nature was responding to today. Just the sound of it. When you think about, when you say or ask, why me? You're forgetting that God loves you absolutely. We have to wake up to this because it doesn't come natural for us. You might be here today and you're not a Christian. God loves you. He hates what you're doing. Isn't that amazing? You don't. You enjoy it. God hates it because he sees the outcome of it. Think about it. If the God of the Bible wasn't loving, then he wouldn't be upset with you for doing wrong. He'd say, go kill yourself. What do I care? But because he loves you, he doesn't want you to hurt yourself. He loves you. And then finally, why wait? I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm blinded to this, but it seems to me it's, it should be harder to be an unbeliever nowadays. I mean, let's end with this. Why would you not believe in God? I would like you to get your Bible out or borrow somebody's Bible 
and show someone or me where in, why here in the, it's, it's over here, it's this chapter in this verse, this is why I can't be a believer. Oh, oh, that's why. So it's not, listen, it's not because you don't believe in God. Have you noticed that? I, I'm convinced I've never met an atheist. I'm convinced of it. I have learned that people who claim that they're atheists, they have the luxury to claim they're atheists. Does that make sense? Because when life gets rough for the atheist, almost all of them cry out for God. And those who don't, I was so sad the day that Christopher Hitchens died. He was my favorite atheist. I liked him a lot. Was he foul? Foul. Bad mouth? Bad mouth. But you ever listen to his arguments? He's a genius, brilliant man, you know. You, I can't recommend you listening to him because he cusses a lot in his debates. But you know what his problem was? He, he claimed to be the most famous atheist in the world. You know what his problem was? He was an atheist. Because every time he gave a presentation all over the world when he was giving it, he attacked the God of the Bible for the way God does things. He was furious at God, and he would say so. And you listen to him, and you, find, you listen, and you realize he, is a, he does believe. <laughs> it's twisted. It's wrong. But how can you be upset with someone who doesn't exist? You don't yell at the fire hydrant for getting in, <laughs> getting in your way. Right? There are no atheists. I'm convinced of it. It doesn't, it doesn't happen. Everyone's pagan or Christian. Amen. Well, Pastor, I'm just, I find that highly offensive. It's because I got you. That's why. <laughs> I got you. I, I did. I made you think, didn't I? Made you think. Because if, if you claim to be an atheist, it's because you have the luxury to complain about the God of the universe and by you saying so, you're actually grumbling about the one you don't believe in. You can't, be, you can't do that. It's illogical. In fact, I think the Puritans used to use the word insane. The word insane meant a man who thinks without God. If you think without God, you're insane. Isn't that great? I love that. I don't believe in God. You're nuts. Right? So why wait? Because, you know, if you're not a believer tonight or you wouldn't want to be a believer, many times I've heard people say, well, where was God when I was nine years old? We grieve with you in that, by the way. But why don't you direct your anger at the right one? Jesus told you in this book, Satan has come to rob, kill, and destroy. I have come to give you life. Well, you know what? Uh, I married this man or this woman and she was a Christian and then she ran out on God. Yeah, that's a heartbreak and that happens all the time. God doesn't make robots. He's not going to make you believe and he's not going to make somebody keep believing. And the whole question comes down to, was that individual really in the family of God or not? Here's the deal. Tonight, in every one of our lives tonight, 
I don't care how young you are. It's how it's expressed. Newborn baby to a man or a woman who's 99 years old. We have to, ha we have to experience love. Two ways. Because we've been created in the image of God, we have to receive love. We have to have it. We'll die without it. And we have to give it. It's what you were designed to do. Because you've been created in the image of God. And tonight your life has been not all that healthy as a non-believer because you've not allowed the love of God to love you like you're supposed to be loved. You're not going to find love in sex. You understand that? Sex is one of the ingredients that God gave regarding love. But sex is not love. Power is not love. Wealth is not love. Does that make sense? Why are, why are some people poor as dirt and happy? I was going to say happy as a clam. I don't know what that means, but we, you know what I'm saying. Why is, what is that? Why, listen, 45 minutes at this time of the day. We can, be, we can be in Brentwood or Bel Air right in 45 minutes right here, straight down to 60. Some of the richest people in the world who are stoning themselves out of their minds right now, sleeping around, trying to figure out what the meaning of the life is. And they're idols in our world, and nobody, if they knew, would want to live like them. It's all a show. But every one of us want love. They, they, they need the love of God, and they need to give. I'll leave you with this illustration. I've said it a zillion times. I love it. You think of God being merciful for 120 years while Noah was proclaiming truth and building an ark in his front yard. Can you imagine? And then God says, get in the, get in the boat. And the family gets in the boat. And the Bible says, God shut the door. I'd like to have seen that. Can you imagine all the neighbors? Hey, Noah, <laughs> what are you doing? And the door by itself just goes... And didn't it rain like a week later? Yeah. It wasn't a long time. It was like, it, like it, the door didn't shut and the ark pulled away. <laughs> Can you imagine the people outside? Hey, Noah, where's the water? <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. It had not, the Bible said it had not rained on the earth yet. And then can you imagine a cloud comes? What is that? And it starts dropping on the rain. At some point in time, I bet you Noah could hear them clawing on the ark. Just kidding. Open the door, open the door, open the door. So Lisa and I were on a cruise ship in Alaska in a honeymoon couple. We found out later they're a honeymoon couple. They tell you, you know, the boat leaves at four, but be on the boat at three. Don't be late. If you're late, here's the information for you to figure out how to get to the next stop for this ship. Don't be late. 
And so before, an hour before, the ship's going <laughs> It's letting you know. Man, you can just be trying on something there and it's like, come on, let's go. Why? Because the ship's leaving. And everybody gets on board and the attendants are taking the gangway off the dock and you see this Uber car pull up and these young couple with shopping bags and stuff and they're going. And the ship just starts going like this. And they're standing like this. I'm serious. We watched the whole thing happen. We did. We we're just like this. I'm sorry, but we did. We we're just like this the whole time. There's nothing you can do. Hey, look, that's merciful because there's no second stop. When that ship leaves, when Jesus comes, it's over. Or when your heart stops, it's over. There's no second chance. This Jack Hibbs podcast, as well as all the broadcast outreach opportunities, are listener supported. Will you consider partnering with us through a special gift? Go to jackhibbs.com to learn more and stay connected. Real life and-